So welcome back to Hit Refresh Podcast. And today's Saturday special guest episode, we have with us Amanda Karch. So Amanda Karch is a senior student athlete at Babson College, where she's pursuing a Bachelor's of Science in Business and Analytics. She's the captain of the Babson Women's Cross Country Team. And she's also the author of the book, Her Favorite Color with Sunshine Yellow, which, by the way, is available in paperback and ebook versions on Amazon. So check that out. A new book, Poetic Potential, comes out. So at the start of the episode, we'll start from the start. So can you just tell us how did you get into poetry? And can you give a brief description of uh, the two books you're writing? Yeah, of course. So I started writing poetry when I was in probably eighth grade. It was a long time ago, probably like eight years ago now. And I really don't remember how I started writing it, but I know that I've always loved writing. So eventually it changed from writing fiction books to writing poetry. And then I was pretty on and off with it, on and off with it for a bunch of years, just because life was really busy, especially once I came to college, I just ran out of time to focus on writing because there were so many other things going on. And but when the pandemic started a couple of years ago, I finally had like more time than I knew what to do with. And I decided that I wanted to pursue my lifelong dream of publishing a book. And I'd always thought that I was going to write a novel. That was going to be the book that I published. But then poetry had been the writing that I'd been doing the most. So it was only natural to kind of move forward with that. So I spent a whole summer working 40 hours a week. And then at night after I would, I would write my poems for my book. And that book turned into her favorite color was sunshine yellow, which is that book is just like a piece of my heart. It's so it means a lot to me. It is a book of love poems. That's really just describing my relationship. And that's just been a big theme of my poetry for my whole life. And it meant a lot to me to finally be able to hold the book in my hands for the first time and say like, Oh, I, I did all of this. So, um, yeah, her favorite color was sunshine yellow is definitely like my proudest accomplishment to date, though my next book might, might uh, put up a big fight. So <laughs> we'll see what happens in December. What I'll say then. Yeah. So th- that's amazing. And, uh, did you ever think that your first publish or like are you going to publish your fiction books which you have written ever is that down um, the lane yeah. well i've never actually finished a fiction book that i've started writing yeah. so probably at this point <laughs> probably not because i i've started writing so many stories and i have so many notebooks back yeah. at my house that are just half written or maybe like they're only like a couple pages in but i always loved like the world building and like the planning behind the stories and then i would start writing and then at some point i would just hit a block and then i would move on to something new (laughs) yeah Uh, totally understandable which i guess it happens with everyone and especially it's good because your pandemic situation everything with everything happening it turned out to be a very productive uh Mm -hmm. time of time frame and everything so that was good but What's interesting is that you've mentioned that initially you were hesitant about using your own name for your writings, which is interesting because you've published one book and the other one is coming 
out. So how did you overcome that initial fear and how did you take the leap of faith? Yeah, so when I was younger, I, so, I mean, I've loved writing for my entire life. It's been something that I've always been really passionate about, but there was definitely a point when I was younger where I felt like I was being judged for liking writing. So I'm also an athlete and sometimes like the two of those thoughts, like people didn't think that those went hand in hand with like one person. So I kind of just stopped talking about my writing and I didn't share my writing with anybody for a very long time. There were over the course of like eight years of writing poetry, there have been like five people who have ever seen my writing, which is not a lot of people. Um, So I started sharing my writing anonymously on um, a social media platform uh, a few years ago, just to kind of have a place to keep all of my poetry together. I just wanted a place where I could look at it anytime that I wanted. But I didn't put my name to it because again, like I just had a fear of like judgment of having my name connected to it. And I don't know, I think there was a part of me that just wasn't very confident in sharing my writing. So I didn't want to put my name or face to it. But then last year when I decided that I wanted to publish my poetry book, I all of a sudden, like, I had realized that poetry had really, like, done a lot for me. It had really helped me build my confidence and take pride in my writing. And obviously, like, over the past year and a half or so, it's definitely grown a lot more. But at first, I knew that if I wanted to publish a book, I was going to publish it with my name. Like, I wasn't going to hide behind that. But yeah. especially since that's just such a big accomplishment to publish a book. And I was really proud of myself for doing that. So I wanted to put my name to it. And it was a nerve wracking experience at first posting writing with my own name on my social media account now. Um, but over time, I just grew a lot more confident and proud of what I've done and proud of my passions and just realized that if it's something that I love, like I don't have to hide it from somebody. So I just wanted to really emphasize that I was proud of something. And if I'm proud of something, I'm going to share it with everybody. And now I talk about it too much. So I mean, <laughs> we've yeah. come a long way. No, please. A of years. Yeah. It's a great transition, which is beautiful. So you also have uh, you also have managed to maintain a 3.89 GPA and you also have been on the Dean's list for six consecutive semesters while being the captain of the Babson Women's XC team. And uh, you also published two books simultaneously. So how have you managed that? <laughs> Somehow, sometimes I, I really am not sure how I did it. Um, <laughs> but I think I would definitely credit um, my time management skills because my entire life I've always played on multiple sports teams or I've always just had a lot of different time commitments because obviously I don't like to have free time. I like to fill it with everything else. Okay. So I think that over the years I've really learned how to prioritize different pieces of work and I think that my work ethic also plays a lot into that because I have a really strong sense of perfectionism so if I'm going to do something I'm going to do it right so while I do definitely like to fill my time with everything if I know I'm not going to be able to give my all to something I'm not going to commit to it because I don't like to put in only 50 percent effort or something so I would say that time management is definitely a big one there because for my book, especially my most recent book, I was 
balancing it all last semester and I would just set aside four hours every Friday that was my writing time nothing else would happen then I would wake up early when other people were sleeping in and I would just get it done because I knew that that was my that was my time for the week to write so somehow I managed to write my book in four hours every week but <laughs> um yeah I, I think time management is definitely a big role there yeah I like completely agree with that but Okay, like th- that brings out one question is that um, you assign four hours on every Friday, but a creativity is something that, you know, just pops up uh, out of uh, out of anywhere and you get ideas throughout the week, obviously. You wake up, you just, you see something and that gives you an idea and uh, do you like note that down so that you can then carry on uh, like and implement that on, in that four hours and or like how does that process go? Yeah, so in... I have so many notes on my phone from when I randomly have ideas. Like if I've woken up in the middle of the night with ideas and write them on my phone, then they're a little yeah. incoherent because I'm half asleep, but like they're, they're all there. Um, I always have um, a lot of like post-it notes around my desk too. Like looking at my desk, there's at least like one, two, three, four, five. There's like six post-it notes that are just like scattered <laughs> around of different ideas that I have. Yeah. So um yeah, I'm definitely, if I have inspiration, I will write it down. And there have been, there are definitely other t- points during the week where I had time to work on my writing. So it wasn't just limited to one day, but that was the one day where I knew that like nothing else was happening but writing. So it was nice yeah. to kind of have that break from classes as well and just yeah. know that that was my time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, for me, it's voice notes. I totally relate with the your post-it note is my voice note. So it's just me <laughs> talking to myself in the future or something. Like that. So, yep. <laughs> um, so then, how do you deal with things that come like some days you're just totally blank? I mean, you know, you have a like you probably have a deadline for yourself that okay, I want to finish this book by this time for yourself, not mm-hmm. uh, pertaining to anybody yeah. else. But and so, but then there are days where everything's just blank. I have no clue how I get after this point okay this is good but then all you have doubts on yourself that okay like is this good enough and everything that's Mm -hmm. very naturally in the process it comes but then how have you overcome that while writing yeah so writer's block is definitely real um (laughs) i probably experienced it more for my poetry book because i was my topic was a lot more limited since it was just writing love poems so Poetic Potential at least had a lot more variety. Like, yes, I had a couple themes, but the stories were a lot broader. So it was definitely a lot easier to write. Um, Well, in that sense. But um, for my poetry book, I definitely suffered from writer's block a lot. But there were a couple things that I would do to overcome this. I would definitely, um, there are a lot of like writing prompts all over social media, online. I have a bunch of journals and books that have a bunch of prompts. So sometimes when I was stuck and I couldn't get an idea for myself, I would try to write off of those prompts. And sometimes those would just inspire something completely different, like not even related to the prompt at all, but it really just helped like get your mind moving a little and think in different ways. Um, So that was definitely one of my go-tos. There are a decent amount of poems in my book that actually came from writing prompts so I can definitely I can point them all out um but I also this definitely applies more to my um my new book as well 
I would take time and just like go do something else like go take a walk or go for a run I got a lot of ideas on runs too um but really just doing something completely different and shutting your mind off from or trying to shut your mind off from the writing process um I thought that that was always helpful because I tend to get ideas in like really random places um I get ideas while I'm driving a lot so then that's where that's where the voice notes come in when I'm driving um I try to dictate all of my ideas um but I definitely think that doing something completely different just works like different parts of your brain and it enables you to kind of think a little clearer when you come back to it. Um, so that's definitely my biggest tip for writer's block. Yeah. I think just switching, yeah. switching gears and doing something different and then eventually your thoughts will all kind of like connect back to where you want them to be. Yeah, absolutely. So so how did poetic potential come to life and like what drove you to writing that book because it has a really great meaning so which i want you to explain so how did that come to existence yeah so poetic potential so while my first book is like a little piece of my heart this one's my passion project this one i feel very strongly about and so when i was writing my poetry book i was doing a lot of work with poetry obviously and coming back to something that I hadn't been doing for a while and becoming a lot more consistent with it and I was writing that book and then at the same time I was taking a poetry class at my school and I realized through the course of publishing that book and also doing a project in my class that poetry had really had a big impact on me so like I mentioned before it really helped me gain a lot of confidence and um learn how to speak better in front of people like doing this podcast I would have been terrified to do this a couple of years ago but mm-hmm. now because of poetry I've been able to feel a lot more comfortable speaking in front of people I've really I really summed it up to like finding my voice so poetry has really helped me do that and I was talking with other poets and writers who were saying really similar things that poetry had helped them find their voice, helped them rediscover their confidence and really helped them grow as a person. So I realized that like there's this big connection here that a lot of other people were seeing. So it wasn't just me. And then I decided to do a little research and I was finding so many other like articles or speakers or speeches that were saying the exact same thing. So I knew there was really something there. And I decided to tie it a lot into um, like female empowerment as well, because feminism is also something that I'm really passionate about. And knowing that like in society where women often have a hard time being heard because like people just don't listen to them. I knew that it was really important to help women find their voice. And since this was a way that I knew that I had found it and that a lot of other women had used this before too I knew that there was something there and I was like yeah sure let's fill up my time by writing a book um but yeah so this has been a very important project to me and I'm really excited to see it come out in December yeah and I mean I made that assumption before but is that true is that like did you purposely or did you plan it before that it'll come in December when you graduate and is that like no that actually wasn't purposeful it just happened to be when so i joined a book program to like join like an author community while i've been 
doing this book and it just happens that like that's the public publication date so it happened to all line yeah. up really well <laughs> a lot okay, of accomplishments yeah. in the month of december <laughs> yeah that's a great coincidence yeah, so uh, you've you've talked about uh, women empowerment. What tips would you like to uh, give all the young women who are out there who are uh, struggling to find their voice and get started as a writers? So I would say just start writing, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be poetry though. I recommend it, but I know that a lot of people like journaling. Um, really, just getting some thoughts down on paper every day. I think that it's really therapeutic too. That's something I talk a lot about in my book, like the healing powers of writing. And I think that just getting it started and building a habit of it, I think that it's really beneficial. And I mean, I'm not always one to talk about the habit because I sometimes struggle to get, get words done every day. But I think that to really get started with writing, you just need to do that. You need to write. So I think that it's important to just do something every day. It doesn't have to be long. It can literally be a small little notebook page. It can be a couple lines about how your day was, but really just getting some thoughts out there because once you get more comfortable with the actual process of writing, it will flow a lot easier. And then once you really get comfortable putting your thoughts out in writing, it helps you get more comfortable speaking thoughts aloud too that's what i've noticed because once i felt comfortable admitting certain things to myself on paper then i was able to say them out loud and it's really just like the couple step process that i think is important um but i would also say to read different types of poetry if you're focusing on poetry i think that reading it is really important too or even listening to it, there are a lot of great like spoken word performers who have really powerful messages and especially along the lines of female empowerment or finding your voice, there are a lot of different speakers out there and I always get chills every time I listen to them. So I think that it's a good source of inspiration too if you want to get into the world of writing. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, which brings me to my next question, which is, uh, who are some of the people with, uh, like, from whom you have taken inspirations or you've learned a lot? So, oh my God, I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> there are so many people on Instagram, I think. I found, like, this whole Instagram community of poetry that's really amazing. It's you never know that some some community like that exists until you all of a sudden just kind of throw yourself into it. And I've met a lot of great people through there. I actually have a couple of people who I've met through Instagram uh, reading my book before it's released and giving feedback on it. So I've really grown like some great connections there and they've really, they've really helped a lot. But in terms of more more famous uh more famous poets i've in my book i've talked um i've talked a lot about um amanda gorman so the new uh poet laureate for or the inaugural poet for uh the u.s so she yeah. was definitely um definitely a big inspiration especially this year putting poetry on such a broad national stage which was amazing because I've never seen it in a stage like that. So 
it was awesome seeing her bring poetry to a bigger audience because a lot of people watching the inauguration aren't necessarily involved in poetry, but it was cool getting everybody uh, just involved in the world. And I really admire what she's been doing for women and people of color as well. So she just has like a really inspiring voice and it's been been my dream to have her read my book someday so yeah that would be that would be a really really cool experience but there are also some other uh female writers who aren't poets that have inspired a lot of my work um Elizabeth Gilbert is one of my favorite authors and her book was a big step of big step of the journey of why I wrote my first poetry book I read her book and I was like, yeah, I'm going to write a book. It was just like really inspiring and <laughs> it was all about inspiring creativity. So um, she's definitely played a big, big role in my writing as well. No, that, that's amazing. And yeah, fingers crossed. We hope we, we are also like manifesting that someday she'll, <laughs> she'll read a book. Yep, <laughs> That'll be great. So we we really love the art and the titles of your books and the art which is there in the front page so have you done that by yourself yeah. so for my poetry book i had somebody draw the hands because i'm not an artist by any means so i had somebody yeah. draw the hands for it but everything else i designed myself which i was really proud of because that entire book is my creation minus the hands i can take credit for yeah. everything else so um yeah. i i was proud of how that turned out and i just really like like the minimalistic uh style of covers i just think it's really clean and, and appealing to the eye so that's why i did that and yeah so for poetic potential i do have a cover designer working with me and so the ones that you saw on my social media are just drafts i think it can change a lot more before it comes out yeah. but I really like the red. The red is something that is definitely staying because in my mind, like I see red as like a very bold, powerful, passionate color, which is all really heavily connected to my theme as well. So it has to be red. That's my only, <laughs> that's the thing yeah. that has to stay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it totally makes sense. And that, that's amazing. So I guess everyone from now, everyone is waiting for the final reveal of the mm-hmm. page. That's good. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so another question we had is uh, that you uh, have a bus- have a major in business analytics. So how do you use those skills to market your book? Yeah. So it's been really cool being able to work something that I'm learning in school into my own passion of writing. So I definitely use the analytics a lot for like social media and website especially so i'll look at a lot of instagram traffic and see what type of posts are getting the most likes or what stories are getting the most interaction and views and kind of using that to build off and create new content so i definitely use it a lot for social media and my website is something that i definitely need to be a little better on but currently just don't have the time for it but in the spring there'll be a lot more updated there but i definitely keep track a lot there and seeing what type of links people click on from my website and recognizing that um 
like where that traffic is actually coming from. So a lot of social and web analytics for sure is where that comes in. And also it kind of comes into play with, um, with different ad campaigns that I've tried running. So it's really like trial and error um, type of thing because a lot yeah. of these campaigns I've, it's really like my first, my first try at like running Instagram ads or I've even tried Amazon yeah. ads before for my book. And it's hard knowing what works, especially with like so many different algorithms coming into play. But it's really just like keeping note of what's doing well and what's not. Um, and the same goes for my Etsy page as well. So that's where I sell like sign books and other little products that are related to my writing. So I keep track of what listings are actually getting a lot of traffic and how many people are favoriting an item or saving something in their cart for later. So really just keeping track of a lot of different channels of um, just like spreading my own message. That's how I, definitely how I use all of my analytics. Yeah, no, that's absolutely great. And the website looks great. So more updates means that it's going to be a little better, which is amazing. So yeah, so this brings us to a new segment or well, it's a recurring segment that we have is that we get questions from the audience for you. So the first question is by Saloni and she asks, how does someone get the courage of writing and publishing a book? Ooh, that's a, that's a, little, yeah. that's it's a, it's a, a heavy start. Answer, right? Yeah, yeah. going <laughs> heavy start from the beginning. Um, but I would just say getting confident with yourself first. I think that it's important to feel confident in your own work for you and not necessarily sharing it with anyone. So I think that that, although I am sad that I never got to share a lot of my work with people. I think that it really helped me gain confidence in my own work by keeping it just for me. So I think that, like I said before, you want to just start writing and feel confident in your own words for yourself, for yourself to read and even to like read in your head, but also to read out loud just to yourself. So once you feel confident in that, then I think you just kind of start small and you share it with a couple of people who you really trust and you know will either give good feedback or at least support you no matter what. And then you just kind of take baby steps from there and share with a couple more people and a couple more people. Maybe you put it out on some social media platform first and see how it impacts people. Like even just having one person be impacted by your writing is such an amazing feeling. So I yeah. think that that can really help you build confidence. And then writing a book is just, it requires a lot of time commitment and a lot of dedication. So if you have that and you have like a passion of actually writing that book, then you can do anything that you set your mind to is my yeah. definite belief. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like once you're, you yourself are ready with your work and you're okay with showing it to people, then mm -hmm. the whole process becomes very easy to deal with. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, you have given an interesting names to your books. So Pranay has a question about that. How did you name your books? <laughs> All right. Um, so my first book, Her Favorite Color Was Sunshine Yellow, came from a couple of different poems that I'd written that had a lot of meaning to me. And 
honestly, the poem that ins- the poem that inspired the title isn't even in my book because it's just like it holds a, like a lot of meaning for me, and I just wanted that one for yeah. myself and my relationship. So that one's like very special, and I just found myself referencing the color sunshine yellow in a lot of my poems. Like that just held a lot of meaning for like warmth and love, and it just meant a lot to me. So. I ended up writing another poem, which is the final poem in my book that kind of explained it a little through a poem. Um, But I just felt that that encapsulated so many of the feelings that I was writing about in my my book. So that's why that book is titled that. Um, And so then my new book, Poetic Potential, Sparking Change and Empowerment Through Poetry, was titled that just because a lot of my book is focusing on teaching people that poetry has a lot of power, has a lot of potential. And I don't even know when the title came into my head. One day it just like popped into my head and it stayed there. The subtitles changed a little bit. I had another one before, but this one's definitely the one that's set in stone, but really just focusing on the power of poetry to provide a source of change for yourself but also for society as well and and again like empowering yourself and empowering others so once you're able to like find your voice you can use it to speak up for yourself and others so those are kind of the origins behind there (laughs) yeah so so prachi has asked as writers many of our work is like self-rejected by us so i will there be any book where which will consist of your like poems which you couldn't include in your either of the books or the first book not there say um so a lot of my poems that didn't go into her favorite color sunshine yellow are on my instagram i definitely share a lot of poems there so i don't I don't know what my next book of poetry would be that um, would have love poems in it since I I definitely like to have different themes to my books. I've kind of noticed that even though I've only written one poetry book, I can tell that I definitely like to write in themes. Um, And I don't know what poems that would have gone in um her favorite color was sunshine yellow would go in another book but when i write other love poems they they typically go on my instagram because i like to share them with people because i one of my one of my friends on instagram definitely calls me like her favorite love poet or like references me as like the love poet because that's like what i write a lot of my poems about so you can definitely find them on instagram but i'm not sure not sure what my next poetry books will entail. There will be more, but I just not quite sure of them yet. Yeah, so Prachi, then check out check out Arthur AKK writing. So that's the yes. destination for you. <laughs> <laughs> so the last yeah. question is asked by Ishan and he asks, How did you celebrate the publishing of your first book? So for my first book, I I honestly like didn't really do that much of a celebration. I I know I did at some point um, an Instagram live reading of some of my book, but I don't even think it was that close to the release date. I I had a countdown going on my Instagram of like a week celebrating the launch. So I would 
I had like a giveaway. I had a writing contest. I had um, different poems that I shared, like a cover reveal, I think. I just like kind of went through like a week countdown trying to get everybody really excited. But in my real life, I really didn't do that much to celebrate, which is weird to think of. But um, I know that when my book like finally, when I finally like got it in my hands and it wasn't just like the proof copy anymore, um, I did get to read it together with my boyfriend, which was really exciting because I mean, it's, it's all about him. So it was a really, it was a really sweet moment to be able to do that. But um, besides that, I, I find it hard to believe that I didn't really celebrate it, but I really don't think I did that much. I'll have to change that for this book. This book is going to have a lot of celebration. Yeah. Uh, it'll be compensated with this one. So it, exactly. December is just like the hangover. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So this brings us to like a last segment, which we have in every episode. And this is basically the it consists of two questions, which we ask all our guests. So Pranav to the honors. Yeah. So the first question of the two is, which is the uh, biggest mistake that you did, which turned out to be positive in a positive way? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> biggest mistake. Uh, so I used to play soccer for my whole life. And I guess like I, this wasn't like a mistake that I made, but I'm going to count it as one. I got I got too many concussions. So I had to stop and I had to start running cross country. And that in my head at first like felt like a mistake because that wasn't something I ever wanted to do. But I'm so glad that I did it because I've become super close with my team now and I really can't imagine not doing it. So we're gonna count that as a mistake that I made even though it yeah. wasn't fully my fault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the second question is uh, as a poet and writer yourself. So what are the, some books or movies that like inspired your life or influenced your life or changed your life? Mm -hmm. um, so Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert was the one that inspired me to write my first book and is still very inspiring. It talks all about creativity and just inspiration in general, which is a really cool concept. And then I would also say um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. She also inspired me a lot for my book as well really getting the ideas of female empowerment into the world so um those two books for sure definitely inspired me yeah oh well wow. so this has been great so thank you thank you amanda for coming and thank you. this has been really helpful for all our listeners who especially those who try or like who are planning to start out the writing or poetry journeys so a lot of tips for them a lot of things to think about and as usual all her links will be given in the description so akkwriting.com and even the same thing in the instagram so just check that out and yeah so thank you we have, this has been amazing thank you so much awesome thank you so much for having me <laughs>